All right. Hey, this is uh, Chris Reifert from Tainted Doll and Outsourcing and a bunch of stuff, and you're listening to today's Boondoggle. What's going on, everybody? It's Bill Bailey with today's Boondoggle on Domain Cleveland Radio. I just wanted to take a minute in this little intro before the intro to give you an update on some of the things we got going on here at today's Boondoggle. And uh, we recently uh, launched a email account so if you have any questions suggestions or comments you're enjoying the show you want to see something different you want to see certain guests on the show you can reach us at today's boondoggle at gmail.com and as you know the coronavirus lockdown has hit a lot of us uh, financially Um, boondoggle didn't escape it either and uh, if you want to support us financially so we can get you uh, these interviews that you enjoy each week uh, you can donate to our GoFundMe. There's a, a you get on GoFundMe. Look up today's Boondoggle. We got a GoFundMe that will be ongoing, and um, as well as a Venmo, you can donate. If you use Venmo, go to Venmo domain or uh, today's Boondoggle. And then also there's our Anchor sponsorship on the Anchor app, Anchor.fm. Look up today's Boondoggle, and you can become a monthly sponsor to us there. Uh, as you know, this is a veteran-owned and operated program we got going on here. It's very been, man, incredibly therapeutic for a guy like myself who, you know, is a veteran with PTSD and anxiety. And, uh, just gets me out there talking with people and gets me out of my comfort zone, and it's been awesome. But uh, it all costs us, you know, to, the travel accommodations. To, to get to these interviews that you want to hear. So if you can help out anyway, we truly appreciate it. Um, also, please follow us on social media. It's at Today's Boondoggle. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just please follow, subscribe, comment, comment. download the, the episodes. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, you know, any of the programs that you use to listen to your podcast. Please, please. Uh, do whatever you can to support us, and hope you enjoy this episode. Thanks. You got Thank you for tuning into this week's edition of today's Boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran-owned and operated entertainment cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news, entertainment information, and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for tuning into the show here at Domain Cleveland. What's going on, everybody? It's Bill Bailey with today's Boondoggle on Domain Cleveland Radio. And I'm speaking on the other side of continental U.S. to Andreas from the band Bewitcher. What's going on, man? Doing good, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. No problem. No problem. So, as you said, you're just getting up out there. You're uh, where are you at now? Oh, we're in Portland, Portland, Oregon. Portland, Portland. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, still a little hectic out there, from what I understand. <laughs> yeah, I basically uh, we've just been kind of keeping our heads down and focusing on you know the record, but uh, yeah, it's uh, kind of a wild, <laughs> wild time right now out in Oregon. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So uh, usually when I have artists on on the show, I like to do a little bit of a timeline thing with them. 
So sure. I, I wanted to ask you, what did you originally want to be when you grew up? <laughs> uh, let's see. When I was a kid, uh, yeah. I wanted to be a Disney uh, cartoonist. Um, and then I discovered the guitar and, and everything, you know, that was the end of that. So, <laughs> and about what age was that when, when you discovered the uh, music and playing guitar? Oh man, about 10 years old, me and my buddies, uh, got a hold of a, uh, an, what was it? Warren's first, uh, album, Dirty Rotten, Filthy Stinking Rich on cassette. Oh yeah. And, yeah. And we're, and we were like, this is the sickest thing, you know, of course <laughs> we, we, we weren't that cool at the time, but we were, de we definitely knew that there was something going on when we heard that. <laughs> you said we can be sicker and, and mm -hmm. as time went on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Nice. So, uh, so guitar was the, your, your first instrument then? started on piano actually my parents kind of you know did did that route i'd spent like seven years learning piano if you can call learning it i don't know if i would uh you know i, I certainly don't retain much information today but uh <laughs> but, I can relate. uh yeah yeah you know, my, my my buddy from uh from grade school got a hold of a, a guitar his dad got him one and and uh and i just you know as soon as i tried that out and we were just you know I think we learned, you know, like everybody, you know, you learn uh, smoke on the water, you know, and uh, yeah. you're just like, dude, I need a guitar, man. This is so cool, you know. So <laughs> shortly, shortly after that, it was somewhere around like 12 or 13 or 14. I can't even remember now. Cool, cool. And then uh, any other uh, instruments you picked up along the way? You know, I transferred uh, sometime in the, my 20s, you know, every band I was in, I always needed a bass player, so. I always ended up being the bass player. <laughs> so I basically transitioned to, over to that at some point, and I've just never never went back. You know, kind of, I decided to kind of channel my, you know, inspiration from guys like Lemmy, obviously, you know, in, into the style. And, and so, uh, yeah, I've, I've been doing bass for fucking almost 20 years now. Gotcha, gotcha. And then uh, you said uh, you've been in a few bands now. Did you start, like, in, in high school playing out or? Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, we never played out, but <laughs> no, we uh, usually in the we, garage uh, or something. It, it was definitely yeah, my parents' basement or or somebody's garage, and and just figuring it out, you know. And we all grew up in the '90s, so of course our our you know what we were playing was not cool by today's standards by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, you got to start somewhere, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I still enjoy some of the music from back in the '90s. Oh, there's some, there's some good stuff, but. Uh, I won't. I won't uh, ruin our street cred by naming names right now. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you already opened the warrant door, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's all you get. That's all you get. <laughs> so then, you know, it, it, time went on. Um, when did you uh, become? A, uh, when did like Bewitcher come? Come so, to uh, Bewitcher formed in uh, the the initial idea. Like the seed was planted in the spring of 2013. Our previous band was pretty much all but buried, you know, dead and buried. And uh, um, me and Mateo, the the guitar player, singer, and Bewitcher, we were at a we were at a show, and I remember him just kind of yelling over the over the music. You know, we were in the back by the soundboard, and him just going, "I got this idea for this band," and he kind of laid it out for me, and and we both just kind of knew, like, yeah, that we need to do this, and that was that was the foundation really. From there, we just started like he he wrote a bunch of tunes, and we just started demoing stuff, and 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 yeah as they say the rest is history gotcha gotcha and now this uh 
Now your your new album that's uh, going to be out uh, April sixteenth. Uh, mm -hmm. Cursed be thy kingdom. Um, on Century Media Records, it's like what uh what's like the message behind this uh, album that you're you're trying to put out? Well, uh, it's kind of a you know a, co a combination of a couple different key elements. We 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 knew in the early phases of the writing that we really wanted to explore things like the the Robert Johnson mythos, you know, the making the deal with the devil at uh, the crossroads kind of thing. Um, and then of course, when, when, you know, just living in the day and age we live in with the current state of politics and, and, uh, and just the world, you know, and then COVID of course, um, all of that kind of gets filtered through this kind of, uh, uh, lens of just mysticism and, and Satanism and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of a, you know, there's, I think there's some direct, you know, you can pull some direct references to today's world uh, uh, through the lyrics, but also we're, we're not, we're one of those bands where, you know, we're not, we don't like to spell it out. We like to leave, leave things kind of to interpretation. So uh, it's basically just a, you know, kind of a combination of our love for old school speed metal uh, and rock and roll. We really wanted to dive into that spirit of, 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 the forgotten time of when rock and roll was still dangerous, you know, yeah. that was kind of the, the, the main, the, 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 really the anchor to the whole thing. Gotcha. And now, um, this is, uh, like, is this, was this your first one with, uh, working with century media or have you been working with them for a while? No, it's our first release with them. Actually. We, uh, we're super excited. We, you know, we, over the years, we've worked with a ton of really cool underground independent labels. And, you know, our last record label, Shadow Kingdom, does great work. But uh, we kind of knew when this opportunity presented itself that uh, the timing was right. And we were finally there as a band. And, and, and we also knew, like, you know, this is kind of that, you know, we're all older guys. So we kind of knew this is this is the chance, you know, <laughs> yeah. this is the, you know, if we're, if we're ever going to fucking break these chains, you know, that fucking, you know, keep us, you know, just keep it from just being a hobby now at the time you know and so uh uh yeah this is the first record of them and we couldn't be we couldn't be happier man we're really excited gotcha and now um did you guys like uh did you guys have any kind of like shows or any tours booked that, that had to be canceled because of covid oh man yeah it sucks we uh so last year we had this grand plan of uh of we 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 had a month-long tour in april uh of the u.s completely booked and as we were gearing up for that we started getting offers for some other stuff and it was it was all kind of talk but there was some serious conversations going on for something in may and something in july and then we we were approached uh, about doing a, a about three weeks in europe in the fall and somewhere in the middle there we were going to try and finish <laughs> finish the album and actually record it so we were kind of like all right you know we're we're I think we're biting off more than we can chew, but we're going to do this, you know? So we, we had a big year plan between, with all these tours and everything. So in a weird twist of fate, when everything got canceled, it really forced us to focus on the record, which I think ended up being a really good thing. You know, it sucks to lose all those tours, but, uh, but, uh, you know, it, in, in this day and age, you know, we were certainly not the only band, you know, to, to have that. So, I mean, that's all you can do is just kind of be thankful that we're, we had it. We had the opportunity we, we do have right now, and and you know we're still fucking going for it. So, yeah, and hopefully you know those opportunities are just postponed, and now you'll have like a product to promote when you exactly. Get out there, yep. You know. Yep. Yep. That's kind of that's kind of where we're at. I mean, we're still kind of in a weird limbo, but thankfully, 
I feel the the world is starting to come together. You know, obviously the vaccines are rolling out and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, and really the there is a light at the end of the tunnel. There's already talk of uh, of tours this fall and 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 stuff next year. So, so uh, we're ready. We're just we're just waiting. We're just kind of like waiting on all the you know our manager and our booking agent and everyone to kind of handle that end of things. And we're just kind of chilling right now. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Well, I mean, in the meantime, you guys kind of been a little bit busy uh, putting a music video together. You want to talk a little bit about uh, the video for the Valley of the Ravens and the, sure, like the inspiration sure. behind that? Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, we've done a couple of videos for for the new record. Now that one uh, was fun because uh, uh, I had put together about a three page treatment for a, a concept for the music video, and um, about a week before we were scheduled to start shooting. Uh, another band on the same label <laughs> dropped a music video that mirrored my idea almost entirely, like to a T. And this was completely unknown to me. I had no idea that they were going to do this music video. So when they put theirs out, we were like, oh, shit. So we had to uh, <laughs> we had to basically uh, regroup really fast with our director and our director of cinematography and come up with a with a new concept, like with less than a week to go to start shooting. And so... Uh, they came up with this idea of us, uh, like, instead of kind of going for a little more old worldy thing, they were like, let's kind of have it be set today. And we got this idea of this, of this kind of witch going around killing you guys in all these crazy ways. And we were just like, cool. I love it. Let's do it. <laughs> so we basically spent uh, about a week on, on pre-production and, and yeah, we, almost a week with, uh, later after finding out this other album or this other band dropped this video. We are, we're already shooting this new concept and it turned out so good. Like our guys who, who put it together, um, did such an incredible job and everyone, everyone involved worked so hard. I mean, you can't tell from the music video, but we spent two days basically in about 30 degree Oregon weather in the rain, you know, I mean, 10 hour days. So everyone <laughs> really, really did a great job. Yeah. So the pain and anguish on your face was like real. That's all real, man. <laughs> there was there was a couple moments that we were all kind of looking at each other, going, "Is this even going to be worth it, dude?" <laughs> it is so cold out right now, Jesus, you know. Because Oregon, Oregon weather, it's it's yeah. I mean, you're you're in Cleveland, is that right? Yeah, yeah. So you know, I mean, you know, you know, I can relate. Weather, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But or, Oregon's like we don't really get the snow, but we get the rain and the cold, man. And that combination is just so cold, you know. It's to me that's that feels colder sometimes than, than negative 20 in the Midwest, you know? <laughs> yeah. We get the, like the lake effect and stuff like that, you know? So, yep. Yep. I grew up in the Midwest. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, uh, that's, that's some real, that's some real cold too, man. I know that feeling. <laughs> and like when it comes to anything, you always got to have a plan B. So glad it all worked out for you guys. See? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, and it turned out great. We're so, I mean, we're so thrilled with the finished product. It definitely kind of, has this you know we wanted we 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 really wanted to have like a like a 70s hammer horror kind of vibe but when we decided to kind of put it through the modern lens um it kind of took on this tarantino kind of thing we just kind of decided to have fun with all these like tarantino angles and shots and the mood and tone of it you know so it it's it's a fun watch we we, we really we really stoked on it yeah yeah i saw some of that and uh you know like I love the nod to the old Hammer films. I mean, I mean, I, th those are the ones that like I grew up on, man. And once oh, in a while, yeah, I like yeah. to like to go back and revisit 
some of those. It was just pretty. Oh, badass. they're they're so timeless, man. We love that stuff. You know, I mean, I I I, I kind of wanted to do a little more of a gothic kind of thing, but uh, with the music video, but I kind of like the way it turned out, and 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 there is some cheese elements to it. You know that that I think directly correlate with the Hammer Horror stuff. You know, and that's what exactly. makes those those movies so good. You know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Got to you, got to have just the right amount of cheese in there. Just a little <laughs> bit, you know. Just. A... <laughs> so, like, um, I was reading in your write up too. You know, when you're talking about the the Crossroads uh, reference with the album and everything like that. Um, yeah. Like, you know, what? When was it where you guys were like, okay, let's make this, make this band put it together and we're got to be down with the devil hey baby, hey, baby. this is this double, double d, d also d. known as dream daddy and i gotta tell y'all something about our new sponsorship here at today's and the name is dream nutrition so if you're looking to empower your human vitality well then you come to the right place with over 12 years of combined experience in cannabinoids and terpene products, Dream Nutrition products include CBD oils, patches, proteins, and so much more. The endocannabinoid system is believed to have involvement in regulating physiological and cognitive processes, including the immune system, appetite, pain sensation, mood, memory, and in mediating the pharmacological effects of cannabis. Support this veteran-owned and operated company today, and today's Boondoggle fans will receive 10% off their orders when using the promo code Boondog10 at checkout. That's B-O-O-N-D-O-G-10 at checkout. So go to the link. That's dreamnutrition.com forward slash discount forward slash Boondog10. And remember, dream is not spelled like dream daddy. It's spelled D-R-E-E-M. And start saving today because you deserve to feel your best. And you know that's right. So tell them Dream Daddy and your brand from today's Boondog sent you. When, uh, when did that, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, I mean, we made, we made that pact years ago. <laughs> I don't know. There's just always been something about, uh, you know, I think our favorite bands were always those bands that pushed, uh, the boundaries and, 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 you know, there was just this great era in heavy metal and rock and roll when, when, when the norm, the normies and, and our parents were still scared of things, you know, like. Uh, and I mean, I, this can go all the way back to the fifties and sixties. I mean, when, yeah. you know, even, even when Elvis came out, man, you know, everyone's parents were freaking out, you know? So there's just something really cool about that, you know? Uh, and when you get into like the seventies and eighties, especially the early eighties, when you had bands like Venom and, and stuff like that, they always kind of dabbled in that, that occult mysticism and, and Satanism. And, and so, uh, and we've always kind of, you know, growing up being in, being in, in, in the heavy metal and horror movies, you know, you're always going to have that interest, I guess. Um, but when we decided to form this band, we just kind of were like, noticed that there was nobody, I mean, there was a lot of bands kind of starting to bring back this new wave of British heavy metal vibe and really diving into that early eighties thing. But nobody was kind of melding the first wave of black metal, you know, bands like Bathory and Venom 
uh, with Iron Maiden, Judas Priest. It was always like one or the other, you know. And so we were like, well, we want to, let's let's combine all those sounds and then throw this this you know kind of Satanism occult vibe on top of it, which I don't think anyone was really you know uh, uh, doing yet. So that's you know that was kind of where it came from. But really, it's just been years and years and years of <laughs> loving that loving that you know inspiration, I guess. Now, are all the members, are, are you all from the Portland area then? No, uh, me and Mateo are both uh, from North Dakota originally. We moved out uh, in the early, super early 2000s. Um, so we're, we're all kind of, we're all Midwest dudes. But uh, our drummer, Eris, is from, uh, is from the Portland area. So he's, the, he's technically the only native. <laughs> nice, nice. And then how did you guys end up connecting? Um, so our previous drummer... We kind of had, unfortunately, we had to we had to part ways. Just wasn't really a good mix, and um, we put out the word that we were looking for a drummer to, you know, to kind of because we, we we sold a lot of stuff on deck, and the Century Media deal was starting to come together. And uh, I was actually working uh, uh, merch for a different tour, and uh, Eris came out to the Portland show and and chatted me up and and asked if if they were, if we were still looking, and I was like, yeah, man, you know, I'll, I'll be I'll be home in a week, so you want to jam let's let's you know let's jam and i we knew he was he was a good drummer and, and uh we were familiar with his other band but we you know we had crossed paths here and there but we had never really like hung out or, or connected and so he was like really the first guy to show a ton of interest um had the chops and also uh had his own drum set because that always seemed to be the uh <laughs> the, the common denominator we had a lot of interest but nobody had a drum set which which was what we always kind of felt like was like well that's a bad sign you know <laughs> so yeah we got we got him in the practice space learned up like three songs and we knew right away that things were we were, we were going to be just fine yeah and you guys kind of relocated to closer to him so must have been the right yeah. fit <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah we it, it was it was almost immediate you know Nice. And then what was it like uh, working with uh, Armand Anthony at the uh, captain's quarters? Oh, man, we, we we love that place and we love working with him so much. This is our second time now. Our, our previous album, Under the Witching Cross, was, was recorded there as well. Um, I mean, he's he's just, you know, we've known Night, the Night Demon guys for years. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, when, they, when the opportunity came to track this album, I mean, we, there was talk of other producers and going to other places, but we kind of knew just just in our in our gut that we wanted to work with Armand again because uh, he's got such a great space uh, re- just a really comfortable studio um, he, he really knows what we're going for he's very familiar with the band now and so uh, it, it, there's not a, you know there's not a lot of guesswork like you can kind of just roll in set up crack open some beers he's already got the cabs set up and everything's mic'd and and all right hit record let's go you know and uh and uh, we kind of keep it loose, you know, it's not a, we're, we're, we're trying to keep, I guess, just being older rock and roll punk rock guys. We, we wanted to kind of keep it a, a real rock record where it's not, it's not all, you know, uh, digital and, and everything's on a, on a metronome. It's, it's, it's very live and he's, and he really likes that. That's kind of his, his forte, I think. So, uh, yeah, we just get to basically spend two and a half weeks in Southern California hanging out with, with our buds, you know, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and then, like, with the new album, is there, like, a, a, a particular song on there that you're, like, you know, looking forward to most playing live in front of a crowd? Oh, 
man. Um, <laughs> we're still kind of, you know, it's funny. We've got the songs all rehearsed and, and this almost kind of delves into like picking a single. Cause that was, it's still one of the hardest things you kind of just have to make a choice. But I think uh, playing live, I'm going to go with uh, probably two for me personally. Um, one of which hasn't been released yet. Uh, the title track, Curse Be That Kingdom, to me is going to be, I, I, I'm so excited about that song. I really can't wait to, to, to get that one you know, live. I think it's going to be just one of those live anthems personally. Um, but the other one that we knew kind of from the get-go, I think Valley of the Ravens is going to be a live classic. It just kind of has this great mid-tempo kind of headbanging rhythm to it, you know? So uh, that's probably my two. All right, cool. And then, like, what's the uh, creative process usually like for when you guys get together and start creating? You know, uh, uh, some bands like to get in the practice space and just jam on a riff for hours on end. We don't really work that way. We're uh, uh, basically, Matt will will do the 95% of the, you know, kind of arrangement and riffs kind of thing. And then me and him will just plug it into the computer and we'll kind of map it all out with, with GarageBand and, and uh, you know, uh, uh, get get an idea of, from there, kind of a, of a loose demo. And then we'll add fake drums to it just to kind of get a vibe, I guess, just an idea of what we're going for. And then uh, send all that over to Eris. And then he's able to, uh, uh, you know, jam at home and kind of work up his ideas. And, and you know, we, we, we like to give him some freedom as far as like, you know, uh, fills and drum rhythms, and all that kind of stuff. And he's always been really good about bringing those ideas to the table. So from there, we, we take it into the practice space and actually start jamming on the tunes, you know. So so the songs are pretty much written before we even start practicing them, which we, we find is really, really good for us, you know. Okay, cool. And then um, I wanted to uh, get into some of the questions that I normally ask uh, guests mm-hmm. when I have them on. Um, who are your personal, like, top three artists, musical? Ooh, okay. Um I'm gonna go Ozzy's number one. Like Ozzy, I'll always go back to him every time. That was like the you know the beginning for me. <laughs> Besides Warrant, of course. Uh, <laughs> Janie Lane or uh, Ozzy then, Osbourne, you know, it's like right, mm. right. <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, and then from there, it kind of I have this revolving door, but uh, you know, right now I'm I'm oh man, I'm gonna have to go with uh, let's go with ACDC because again, like there i i just struggle to find a tougher band you know like i i know i mean just take away all the the radio hits you know which there's thousands of those of course but they've got so many deep cuts that are just so tough and and i love i love kind of like reintroducing myself to their catalog um i was always a brian johnson guy but lately in the last year i really got into the von scott years and i'm just like holy you know like holy fuck man <laughs> so good um, and then the other one right now is I'm going to go with ZZ top. Cause, uh, same thing, dude. Like y- you just can't find a cooler band, you know, and, and Billy Gibbons, dude, come on. You yeah, know, exactly. You know, <laughs> like, I know it's not, I know it's not like metal, you know, up front, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's today. Now bear in mind, that'll probably change tomorrow, but you know, <laughs> yeah. But like you were mentioning with the deep cuts with ACDC, it's like ZZ top mm-hmm. definitely had some good ones too that weren't all oh my like god radio dude. hits you know just their, their first like five records shit. like that 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 70s era of zz top is is untouchable there's not a bad song like they're so good you know just great stuff yeah agreed for sure 
And then is there like a particular song that you feel has inspired you in life, like one that you can always go back to that that, that never gets old and it always just kind of still has that same <laughs> kick? You know, uh, Crazy Train will always be my favorite song. You know, when I picked up the guitar, uh, I had just gotten into Ozzy and my parents had bought Blizzard of Oz for Christmas. And uh, I, that was the first thing I learned. My, my guitar teacher taught me uh, Crazy Train. And that one I still keep coming back to. And I'm just like... I can't, you can't find a, a better heavy metal song. It has everything, you know, the, the, the guitar solos are great. The, the chorus is so memorable. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's perfect songwriting, you know? Agreed. Definitely. Um, and then, you know, we, we touched a little bit on, you know, like some of the craziness going on in, in the world today. Is there a mm -hmm. particular, uh, like what class do you feel should be like mandatory for kids these days before graduating high school? <laughs> well i'm a restaurant guy so i would say uh uh anything to do with uh i maybe it's not a class but i feel like everyone should be forced to at least spend two years working in a restaurant of some in some capacity you know i feel like i feel like the world would be a lot more humble and a lot more uh you know uh uh, uh i don't know what the word it is uh just sympathetic to their fellow man, you know? So maybe, maybe home ec, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe it takes some of that entitlement away and, you know, it's, you, you got yeah. you know, a little bit of elbow grease and earn your, your way through, you know? Well, and, and, and again, just, you know, learn to respect other people. Everyone has a different story. We're all human beings, you know, like I feel like we're, the world is getting more and more polarized by social media and by just, just politics and all this bullshit. And uh, uh, I feel like we're losing that ability to just like see each other as humans. And I feel, and for some reason that always ties into into working in a restaurant to me because you really just have to like, you know, uh, treat everyone with respect and and work together as a team. There's just so many things you can learn from it. So yeah, uh, I'll, that, that, I'll get off my high horse now and <laughs> my no, pulpit. Uh, no, I'm with you, man. You're, you're speaking to the choir, preaching to the choir here. Um. um what is a uh, like something that you want to do today? Want want to be better at today than you were yesterday? Ooh, um, I think right now I'm. Uh, ah, man, there's so many different directions I could go with this one. I think right now I'm kind of I'm actually teaching myself how to how to use Photoshop. So <laughs> that's the one where uh, I I, I it's. I'm, I'm, I'm always really a big fan of learning new skills, you know? Um, so right now I'm kind of delving into that world and mostly just so I can take some of the strain off of my design guy. Cause he, I'm always coming at him with new t-shirt designs and new album layouts, you know, and, and I'm really, really picky with what I want. So I, uh, I, uh, I, f I think it's probably best if I learned that skill. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can relate to that. I mean, you know, when I started doing this podcast and everything, and then I come up with all these ideas for, like, logos and stuff like that. And, you know, when I was first, like, you know, when I first had to learn editing, you know, audio editing and stuff like that, I was like, I was always, you know, I would record the episode and send it to my buddy, and then I'd be, like, have to wait for him to chop it up, put it together, and, you know, then we'd post it yep. or whatever. And it was like, yep. all right, man. Yep. I don't like be, having to be on other people's schedules. Stuff comes up. I need to learn how to start doing this stuff myself. So, Exactly. I relate, I, I, that's, that's exactly what it is, you know. <laughs> that way it's like on my, me. My... If it don't get out on, on the schedule it's supposed to get out, then it got no way to blame well, the guy and, in the mirror, you know. Yeah, and if you're a perfectionist like I am, there's always going to be those little things that, like, you, you, you want to just tweak and make perfect, and they don't catch those sometimes. And so 
if you're like me, it'll just drive you nuts, you know? <laughs> so, so I'm just like, I'll, I just need to learn how to do it myself. And that way I don't have to drive him crazy with all my little fucking tweaks, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then um, three people who've inspired you or you can credit for making you the person you are today. Oof. I'm going to go, uh, uh, well, my parents, so that's one. I'll call, I'll put them together. Uh, luckily have a, have a really good uh, family, you know, background and, and uh, support system. And they, they've, as, as much as it maybe it's to their detriment, they, they still continue to, to support the dream, which is awesome. Um, That's nice. I got a, I got a, I got a buddy of mine who I've known since the fifth grade who, you know, I'm still really close with. He's kind of my, definitely one of my sounding boards. You know, I can always go to him with anything. Um, fuck, I had to say, uh, other than that, Mateo and the band, man, I mean, I've known that guy for well over 20 years now and, me and him have been, you know, you know, when you get to a point with somebody that you're, you're brothers, you're not even friends anymore. Like yeah. you, it's, you're, you're, you know, that whole, like, you know, blood is thicker than water kind of thing. Like me and him have been through so much together, you know, <laughs> that, that we're not even buds anymore. We barely even hang out other than the band, you know, but you know, we're, we're so invested in this thing that we, we can just read each other's minds, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, favorite toy as a child? Ooh. Oh, man. It's probably a combination of, like, G.I. Joes and Transformers. I had so many of those. And He-Man, of course, too. I had a shitload of He-Man, too. <laughs> yeah, that's been making a comeback. <laughs> Dude, I wish I, I wish I still had all that. I, I think my parents kept it all, but, you know, it's not like it's in good condition. I mean, we, you know, back in the day, you played with your toys, right? Yeah, you didn't yeah, keep yeah. them in the... You, you didn't exactly. keep them in the package, you know? <laughs> I'd bury them in the sandbox and lose half of them. I'd light some right, of them with right. firecrackers and stuff. And then it's like, you see how much money it was like, basically burning cash, you know? Oh, yeah. Especially yeah, my I, Star I've Wars got... stuff, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that, that stuff. I mean, I've got thousands of dollars in toys. You know, that that's probably, you know, it had, had if it was still in the package, it'd be worth thousands of dollars. Right now, it's worth probably $5, you know? <laughs> <laughs> if that, yeah. <laughs> And then, uh, you know, any message that you have for our military members that are currently serving overseas? Oh, man. Well, you know, I, I, I come from a military family. Uh, my, my dad is a retired Air National Guard. My brother is still Air National Guard. He actually uh, uh, just made chief. So, you know, I'm, that's obviously something that's very close to my heart. So, you know, uh, uh, I got nothing but respect and support for everyone who serves without question. You know, if, if we got the opportunity to do something like that, um, you know, go perform overseas or something like that, I would, without question, do that in a heartbeat. It'd be so cool. Yeah, that would be cool. It was definitely a, a highlight, you know. I mean, no mm -hmm. matter who it was, it, it, you know, you're just happy to see see anybody. I, I, I was uh, yeah. a former military, and um, I remember, like, I got to be, like, security for uh, Scott Stapp from Creed when he oh, came wild. over and performed for us and stuff. And, wild. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, that was, uh, it was, uh, it, it, I mean, it was, it was a good time, man. And then, uh, like, it, it's like I was missing my daughter's, my oldest daughter's birthday back home, and I got him on video mm -hmm. singing happy birthday to her and everything. And she came, oh, that's so cool. No clue who the hell he was, but, you know. Right, right. <laughs> but I did, and I was pretty excited that he was willing to do that, you know. Nothing wrong with that, man. That's cool. That's cool as hell, you know. My brother just got back from a six-month deployment, so I, uh, you know, I, I get it. You know, I, I totally understand. Yeah. Part of the reason, the inspiration for me behind doing this podcast is just, you know, hopefully it picks up with the military community and a lot of the guys mm -hmm. over there can put on the headphones and just 
take go away for a little bit, you know, have that distraction to forget about where they're at and what they're dealing with and listen to some of their favorite artists and stuff like that and get an inspir- yeah. inspiring uh, message out of it, you know? That's awesome, man. That's, 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 you know, a great mission, I think, for sure. Yeah, and I too would like to, uh, you know, it to get big enough that maybe take it take it on the road and get over there and revisit well, everybody, uh, you know? What is it again? The uh, uh, I can't think of the name right now. The the that group that part of the military that uh, that is it the WHO or USO? Uh, USO. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Like if we could ever get connected with them, I would I would love to do something like that. I think that'd be I think that'd be incredible. Yeah, you know? USO and Armed Forces Entertainment were the two big ones that were, you know, would bring people okay. over there for us. So, well, who knows, man? You know. <laughs> yeah, maybe we could be a package that, deal. You know? <laughs> exactly. Do a do a live do a live stream for the for the troops and live concert <laughs> nice well uh it, it's hey it's been great uh talking with you i'm gonna go ahead and get get us uh wrapped up here but uh if anybody of our virtual audience is uh new to you guys and want wants to check you out or you know support you guys during this whole like downtime from touring and stuff like that and pick up some merch or something like that where would you send them uh, just head over to our official website, bewitcher.us. Um, we've got everything linked there. From there, you can you can get to our Facebook, our Instagram, our YouTube. Our we have two different stores. We've got a U.S. store and a European store where you can get merchandise. Um, all of our tour dates, once those happen, will be posted there. So that's that's the main hub for everything. So bewitcher.us. Awesome, man. Andreas, thanks a lot, man. I really appreciate it. And uh, before I let you go, can I ask you one last favor? Of course. You mind cutting a promo ID for the show? Sure, sure. Yeah, just introduce yourself and say you're listening to today's boondoggle. All right. This is Andreas Megas from Bewitcher, and you are listening to today's boondoggle. Awesome, man. Thanks a lot. Thank uh, you for having me, man. It was, it was a blast. Yeah, man. Take care. Oh, oh, oh.
story brought to you by today's Boondoggle. No. All day, man. I'm trying to find him. I haven't seen him in a long time. And he, I don't think he's on Facebook either. I tell you what, that guy, I've never one, one, one I've been trying to find Stan, too, so we can make more YouTube videos. One lung low. Don't tell anybody. I'm like, hey, John, you got to retire. That's him with one lung low, though. One lung low. That was so funny. It's going to have an effect. Him and I were having a falling out during that period. Were you? Yeah, we're in Pontiac area. Oh, Dave Miller? Yeah. And he was going through that long thing. And the lungs all fucked up. And I said, so if you were Chinese, your name would be One Lung Low. <laughs> you fucking asshole. <laughs> and we were at this bar. And he was just being a dick. They had, the, they had the biggest bowl of pops you've ever seen in your entire life on this counter. So we eat three popcorn. And Dave never liked me. Fucking thrown at me, all pissed off. Tim never liked Dave. And Dave never liked me. I didn't know. And I, he's what sitting there with that bowl in front of him. And this uh, bartender fills up some more. Another run in his mouth. You look at him. You take the bowl. And I go, <laughs> look at it. Covered him. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just sitting there. He didn't know what to do, what to say. Oh, yeah, he was so pissed. And the bartender's just like, I just feel that, man. <laughs> i tell you what, you had, no, remember that time we had to go pick him up at the breakers? Yeah. Remember? And I knocked on the door and go, hey, Dave. And all, all of a sudden he says, come on in. Open the door. He had the fattest girl I ever seen in my life. She was laying sideways, and I couldn't see him. <laughs> hiding behind her. I died behind her, and I'm like, "Hey, you in there?" He goes, "Yeah, I'm over here." <laughs> See, I'm up. Up. <laughs> buying a mountain. Oh, <laughs> a motorcycle cop behind a billboard. <laughs> And he was like proud of that because he invited you to see it, you know? His high school sweetheart and the dog. Oh my god. That was I never heard anything so great. And thank you for listening to another story time from the VFW Hall, brought to you by Today's Boondogger. for listening once again to today's boondoggle radio show please be sure to check out our website domaincle.com or today's boondoggle.com for more shows and check out our archives 
Follow us on social media at Today's Boondoggle on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter for more information about this podcast. And please support us on www.anchor.fm forward slash Today's Boondoggle as well as on our GoFundMe and Venmo. Be sure to subscribe, comment, download, and listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spreaker, and all the other podcast platforms out there. Please email us with any questions, suggestions, and comments via todaysboondoggle at gmail.com. Leave us some five-star reviews and help spread the word. Thanks again for listening. tuning into this week's edition of today's boondoggle domain cleveland entertainment is a veteran owned and operated entertainment cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans you can find interesting interviews music news entertainment information and just about everything else in between thank you again for tuning into the show here at domain cleveland